Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Sober Bliss podcast with me Gail and today I'm absolutely delighted because I'm joined by a wonderful person by the name of Claire and she is the genius behind a gorgeous fashion brand called Rehab Studios. Welcome Claire all the way from New York am I right? Yes, that's right. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Thank you so much for having me, Gail. It is so, so great to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. I remember when you reached out to me, I had a look at what you were doing. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Far too cool for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I was so pleased when you said that you'd come on the show. Um, So yeah, tell us, what is uh, Rehab Studios? Yeah, so we're uh, a fashion brand, fashion and jewelry. We have women's wear and men's wear, um, a lot of unisex clothing. And the idea behind the brand is it's inspired by stories of recovery um, mm-hmm. from addiction, which you know is is my personal story, my personal journey, and then also um, mental health and all of of that um so the designs are really meant to speak to issues of mental illness and and addiction and kind of put um put that on the forefront and be a voice that kind of says you know sober is cool and fun Mm -hmm. and therapy is sexy uh but then also you know it's the designs and the artistry behind that is really important to us too uh we use really high quality materials and all our jewelry and uh spend a lot of time um you know working on the designs and and to really create uh wearable art if you will yeah oh wow I love that so it it's putting it out there that actually this is nothing to be ashamed of or to hide from it's a real issue that you know we're proud to kind of bring out into into the world if you like through yeah exactly yeah I mean I love that you use the word proud because that's exactly what I'm trying to get across like Mm. recovery is is definitely something not only not to be ashamed of and not to be stigmatized which is so often what happens Mm -hmm. but honestly like if you are able to beat the disease of addiction or the disease of impression depression or anxiety and every day you wake up and you you win that battle like yes you should be very fucking proud like that's amazing (laughs) yeah exactly exactly I'm obviously British so um I'm quite reserved but in (laughs) inside I do wake up and I'm like yeah I did it like every day I'm sober it's (laughs) the best thing ever (laughs) yeah it's the best because it is like when you're stuck and I'll ask you about your own journey in a minute but when you're stuck in that cycle and you think that there's just no escape when you do have your first night and you go to bed sober or your first morning when you wake up without having drunk or used or whatever um, it is a really amazing feeling and I do think it's something to be you know proud of and and shouted from the rooftop sometimes 
Absolutely. And you know, what's interesting is everything that I thought about sobriety, uh, that I thought it would be like was wrong. Um, I mean, one of the reasons that I waited to get sober is because I thought it would limit my life. I thought it would make things boring. I thought it would make it difficult for me to have fun or to meet new people or to have new experiences. And all of that, it's honestly, honestly been the complete opposite. Uh, yeah. in every way, like my life has opened up. Um, I have so much more fun, uh, <laughs> meet so much more, many more people and have like all these amazing, exciting experiences that I would never have if I was still like stuck in the rut that addiction kind of put me in. Mm, yeah. Um, what kind of experiences would you like, could you share with us? Yeah, well, uh, so I, love to travel um and mm. so I've done a, a ton of traveling since getting sober and I've done some like solo trips uh which have been really exciting and oh, wow. met new people that way and like like-minded people um, I spent a lot of time in Brazil I'm going to Africa next month which I'm very excited about um just kind of like these crazy trips that I don't know if I really would have had time or the energy or the money to do in addiction um and then I'm definitely like I'm a thrill seeker at heart and when mm -hmm. I was you know in active addiction there was a lot of chaos in my life because of that and so you know that kind of took part took care of that like thrill-seeky, like, excitement-hungry uh, need in me, and I mean, it, it wasn't always good, but it was, like, very exciting and thrilling, um, and so now I, I find healthier ways of um, having that kind of thrill-seeking in my life. I mean, I uh, I started skydiving, so I got, like, my skydiving oh, license, wow. um, yeah, which is terrifying <laughs> <It's> so scary <laughs> but, but it was crazy it was the craziest things I've ever done um and you know starting a business like just mm. all of these wild things I never never thought you know would be in my lifetime yeah oh wow that's so amazing Claire I hadn't realized um that you were such a bit a daredevil skydiving <laughs> that's so cool I really want to um, cage dive with great white sharks next, but oh. I have to find somewhere where you can do that. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you'd be able to do that. Um, yeah. Let us know. And if anybody listening knows where Claire can go and do that, <laughs> yeah. do let us know and, and I'll pass it on. <laughs> um, so would you mind sharing, because it sounds like you've gone from, you know, one extreme to the other in some ways would you mind sharing a little bit about what your life was like before you got sober uh, and you're only young as well so this is so inspiring yeah I was um 24 when I got sober and I was a little over three years ago I just turned 28 um and yeah I mean it's it, so my uh my relationship with alcohol was always you know terrible like I mm. that's why you know for me the addiction model of of 
uh, the disease model of addiction makes so much sense because, you know, alcoholism runs in my family. And for me, it, it really was like from that first drink, I like a lot of people talk about a ramping up period. And um, I didn't have much of that. I mean, I did a little bit because mm. like, you know, I was, I had like, I guess, more control in the beginning but it was really from like the first step like I just something in alcohol in me it clicked like I could not stop drinking once once I started it was mm. all I wanted um I it was my you know I would choose it over everything else and um yeah so it, it was a huge part of my life from um really from you know the age of 14, 15, up until um, I got sober. Yeah, so it was young. And I, you know, I will say, like, I've learned in my sobriety, I've learned so much about um, about addiction and and how it takes hold of the brain. And, And part of it is genetics. And you have to have those hereditary genes there to develop addiction but there are other influencing factors and like you know I'm I'm one of four siblings and (laughs) none of them Mm. none of them are alcoholics so um uh, one of the factors though is the age you start drinking and and I think you know this is they don't know all these details there's still ongoing research on this but uh, it's likely because your brain is still developing then. Yeah. And I, I do almost hesitate to say like, oh, if you're young, like you shouldn't drink because when I was younger, hearing that like pushed me to be like, I'm going to do what I want. Like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. But really, if you think you might, um, you know, have an addictive personality, have addiction in your genes, the longer you can put off starting to drink, uh, the less likely you are to d- to develop alcoholism and uh, just because your brain needs more time to, you know, it, it's still developing. And if you flood it with alcohol at an early age, uh, it, you know, it can jumpstart that addiction. Sorry, I went a little off topic. No, no, it's fine. It's all relevant, I think, um, especially because a lot of the our listeners might have, you know, teenagers of their own and I know it's a big worry with parents I've got two boys one's 20 so you know he's already doing his own thing but thankfully that hasn't involved you know drinking a lot but you're so right because I I think it's I don't know is it like 21 before your brain is properly developed it's certainly you know, not anywhere near it, 14 or 15. It finishes, yeah, I think it's still developing up until the age of 25. Oh, but yeah. um, And because our bla- brains are, are plastic, you know, the neuroplasticity, mm. they do change like constantly. So even when, once your brain is fully developed, like you can cause changing in, in your brain function and, and even the like, physical way that neurons are set up and so I I think I'm not a yeah. scientist but... 
No, I'm not either. I know what you mean. I think it's important to remember as well that because of, you know, the neuroplasticity, it means that we can rewire our brains because often if we're stuck in the cycle, we think, oh, God, you know, this is it forever. There's no way out. I'm always going to have this problem with drinking. I'm never going to be able to change. But actually, you know, you can because the brain is such an amazing thing that it does allow us to make the changes that we want to make. So it's it's a good thing that our brains are this way. Yeah, it, re- it really is. And, and our brains are really amazingly uh, plastic, as they say. I mean, they've done studies showing how even the actual like uh, areas of the brain will physically change or their density will change in response to, uh, you know, um, for instance, like British cab drivers, their oh, yeah. area of the brain where they encode memory, because before, um, this is a bit of a tangent, but very interesting, before um, all of the you know, smartphones and stuff, the the cab drivers in, in London had to kind of memorize the city. Like New York's like a grid, but London is, is mm. not. And yeah. they actually saw when they scanned their brain that the areas of the brain that encode memory in uh, people who had been cab drivers for years in London were denser and larger and had more activity than yeah. than the average brain. And, you know, that's just one of many, many examples of how our brain does uh, change in response to the different ways that we use it. And um, especially, you know, if you're doing like meditation or anything like that. And uh, to bring it back to recovery, addiction is, uh, you know, it's a error in the way our brains are processing rewards and your brain is is overvaluing your drug of choice and undervaluing Mm. all the other you know like social rewards and even like food and sleep um but this can absolutely be rewired with uh abstinence and a a recovery program and all of that so Mm. that's good news (laughs) yeah yeah it is and is that how you helped or is that what helped you rather to to stop drinking and to stay um stopped how did you do it Claire yeah so that was a huge part of my recovery was just learning about all of the science behind addiction um because I felt like I needed kind of this like black and white uh hard facts of the matter like Mm. you know this is this is why I can't drink like this is what my brain's doing and and learning about um, the disease model of addiction really helped me. Um, and then also just <clears throat> having um, my tribe, I like to call them, but just really, really strong social support system, both, you know, people in recovery. Uh, for me, I, I go to AA, so people I meet through there. And also um, just some really, really good friends and uh, my family who mm. have been so, so supportive and, and there for me, you know, when it, it gets tough and I had really bad cravings in the beginning. So that was a huge part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well done. Um, and I'd say even the third thing was, is 
having, um, I think having some sort of outlet is really helpful. And for me, that's a creative outlet because, you know, that's what I love. I love making jewelry. I love designing um, and just throwing myself headfirst into creating beautiful designs or a million different bracelet designs and picking the best one like that brings me so much joy um and you know it's it's not it's real joy you know it's not contingent mm-hmm. upon any substance and uh it's a it's a great way to kind of get out of my head and put that energy into something else and that you know it's obviously what the brand is born out of but I I definitely think finding an outlet whether you know, I know a lot of people like will take up uh, uh, like weight, like lifting in sobriety mm-hmm. or, you know, athletics. I mean, there's a lot of different things, but uh, I think that's also really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. It is about finding the thing that, you know, brings you joy and lifts you up because I find that, and you can tell me if this is your experience as well, often we drink or we turn to, you know, these um, like substance abuse or substance misuse because we're not fulfilled in our lives because we're not doing the things that really light us up and bring us joy. So the more, I believe anyway, the more you can do those things, you know, even before you've quit drinking, the more you can begin to build up doing what you love, I suppose, as part of your you know, daily life, then the happier you be, therefore, in theory, the less likely you'll be to want to numb out with wine or whatever at the end of the day. Um, so finding something that you can, as you say, throw yourself into, whatever that might be, knitting, weightlifting, drawing, running, you know, whatever, is so, so important. So how did that evolve like for you and, and and rehab studios, walk us how that through how that happened. Yeah, so um yeah, definitely like I said, well, so when I was in active addiction, I, I feel like I always, you know, I, I loved like creative things and that sort of thing, but um I just I didn't have as much time and energy. I mean yeah. having a drinking problem is like you know, it's like having another, like having a kid or something like it takes a lot of time and energy and like, you know, um, so in sobriety, I, I had so much more time to devote to that. And, um, I also, when I got sober was, uh, you know, right. I was a couple months, maybe like a month and a half sober when the pandemic started. Um, so that, also like you know my job like I was barely working and like um I just I had all this free time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had to find something to do I mean I you know and I, I had all these cravings and so I was like okay so I just start I well I started doing all these like crazy photo shoots like I would like wallpaper walls in the house with like newspapers and stuff and do photo shoots in front of them and I was like doing graphic designs on my computer and um making bracelets and just like for fun and then 
you know, I realized like I can actually like get some of the designs and make printed on clothing. And I'm such a clothing girl. Like I love, <laughs> I love, love, love to shop. In my sobriety, I've like had to watch it, like cannot develop a shopping addiction. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, I love it. And I've always worked in fashion and fashion marketing and communications. Um, mm. And so yeah, so it, it just kind of came about um, emerging of all those circumstances. Uh, you know, people are saying like, you you should sell these and yeah. um, all of that. And then um, I, <clears throat> I actually launched on Kickstarter. So, you know, very much a startup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- Kickstarter is like a crowdfunder um, platform. You can put your project on there, really anything. I mean, there's such a range of stuff. Um, and then people will pledge um, a certain donation and you give them a reward. So when uh, Rehab Studio started at the time, it was called Rehab Barbie and it was on Kickstarter and it was just bracelets and it was just me and I was like making them um I was in my parents house like quarantining with my sister and oh that's so um, nice yeah that's how it started and and I you know I didn't I I don't know I like I hoped it you know it would catch on but I I didn't I didn't know I had no idea um and people really responded. I mean, mm. I, I people really liked it. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, and that's how we got our first launch. So it was um, fully funded on Kickstarter, which was super exciting. And then um, I launched it on the website and our team's grown a bit and we're expanding. Mm. So it was just jewelry then because that's what I was like making (laughs) in my my parents' house. Um, And now we have clothing, we have sweaters. uh, Let's have a look at the... the Yeah, this is... Very nice. The rehab tennis sweater. Yeah. It's just like, because I think, you know, I'm my parents like they belong to like this country club and stuff and like I I don't want to say I'm like the black sheep of the family but I'm a little bit like the wild child like it's like I mean now obviously I've calmed down a bit but like I just I think it's so funny to merge this like preppy Mm -hmm. like country club aesthetic but be like rehab yeah (laughs) um so you know that's that's kind of where that came out of uh but yeah, super excited. Like, I can't believe we, we have sweaters it. now. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it just, it keeps growing um, and, and yeah, expanding. We're um, working on shoes and, uh, you know, just, just really expanding our product line and uh, all of that. So. Wow, very- so exciting. Yeah, so you've got jewelry um what kind of jewelry obviously bracelets what else do you have yes so so the jewelry is all really really high quality I mean that is something that was really important to me when I started out is making like 
pieces that will last. Um, so it's, um, like I'm wearing some now, but the silver is all sterling silver. Mm -hmm. The gold is, um, it's 14 carats. So some solid, a lot of it's like filled gold filled, which is, is, um it's like almost like solid gold but it's a bit lower at the price point so so it's more affordable um but it won't tarnish like it stays looking great um and yeah so we have bracelets we have lots of stretch bracelets those are my favorite and then now we have uh rings and um we have necklaces and earrings coming out I don't know if they're live yet but they are we have the design so they should be available Mm -hmm. day now um and the designs yeah they they speak to to recovery addiction recovery we have this like gorgeous freshwater pearl bracelet with these like dyed they're beautiful these like dyed uh dark red pearls that are in like oblong shapes I'm obsessed with it but it says recovery and then um we have some different bracelets that say like serenity um courage mm-hmm. based on the serenity p- prayer so yeah. God, it says wisdom and courage and serenity and uh then some more like fun ones like uh live laugh lexapro and i love prozac because we're very pro like proper treatment for depression and anxiety and all of that mm-hmm. uh our sober is hot bracelet so like all of that um and just you know like beautiful beads and, and uh the design is of course so important so that's jewelry and then now we also have sweatshirts and sweaters and t-shirts and hats wow. <laughs> and yeah so it's fun like the the shirt the sweatshirts and and sweaters it's like these graphic designs they're bold they're fun uh they're a bit edgy I mean they're also you know obviously so inspired by by addiction recovery and mental health but also New York I mean that's where I live that's where the mm. company is based and um you know, that I'm in Brooklyn, like that kind of New York sense of style, like people are a bit edgy and like pushing the envelope. So you definitely see that in the designs a little bit, but um, we're at a really exciting time now because we are constantly expanding our product line. I think we, we even have a candle in the works. Oh, that's so cool. I'm just yeah, been so looking at candles today, actually. Yeah, like you're right. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of exciting things in the pipeline, but that's that's where we're at now. Wow. Um, in a minute, I'm gonna get you to well, tell me now, where can people find you? What's your website? And do you ship worldwide as well? That's important. We do. We ship worldwide. So, you know, if you're in Europe. Canada, literally worldwide. So yeah. wherever you are, I'll get it to you. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, you know, as I said, I'm a, I love to travel and, and I have a lot of friends abroad. So that's, that's definitely something that's really important to me. 
Um, and you can get it at uh, rehabstudiosny.com. Okay. Yes. Oh. And uh, we're also on Instagram, Rehab Studios NY, and TikTok. We love TikTok. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we've been able to reach and, and reach a, you know, a different, uh, maybe a more a younger audience yeah. than on the other platforms, which I think is so, so, so important. Yeah. Okay. Well, we put all of those links um, in the show notes so people can find you really easily. And just before I let you go, Claire, a couple of things. Um, what is something that you love the most about your new alcohol-free lifestyle? And we've already covered so much. I love your energy and enthusiasm and just joy for what it is that you do. But if you could pinpoint something, what would it be? God, it's hard to pinpoint one yeah. thing. So can I, I'm going to say two quick ones. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um first of all I mean you mentioned it just like having such a joy for life like I mm. fucking love my life so much I mean obviously you know it's, it's not always great uh and there are you know ups and downs but I just having this excitement about life and love for life and just feeling so so lucky that like we're here right now like out of every like you know just it's crazy with that we're here on earth just with the infinite possibilities and the timeline and everything that we get to be here in this moment like in the moment where where I can we can do what we can do and like you mm. know create sweaters that say rehab on it like what this is crazy so uh just you know just being really excited and yeah. uh thrilled about life um so definitely that. And then I would also have to say just my relationships with people have really uh, improved in my sobriety. Um, you know, I have better relationships with like everyone in my family and, mm -hmm. and just really strong, beautiful relationships and, and with friends and just, you know, having deeper connections and deeper love for for the other people in my life um you know I think a lot of that comes with not being when you're dealing with a disease like addiction uh a lot of your time and energy is is centered on dealing with that um and you're forced mm -hmm. to be more selfish because you are are dealing with the disease and then all the managing of that and the outcome of that and then now in sobriety I'm able to focus more on the other people around me so that's been amazing as well mm -hmm. yeah oh I love that so powerful and so true as well because like you said right at the start we think that getting sober means the end of our lives that we're going to have no friends and you know life's just going to be small and boring and dull but actually like you said, the the opposite is is true. Yeah. 
So what advice would you give to somebody who's listening and sound, you know, feels really inspired and excited, but still um, not sure if it's the right thing for them? What would you say? Um, well, I would say, you know, find, I, I would say, first of all, give it a try. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to commit to a life, especially, you know, if you're young, you do not have to commit to a lifetime of sobriety. Um, you can give it, you know, uh, when I got sober, I was like, I'm, well, when I first got sober, I was like, this is bullshit. And I'm going to do this for like a week. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to learn how to moderate. So my family leaves me alone. But um, yeah. you know, first, you know, I was like, I'm going to do this for, for six months a year and then see where mm. I'm at. Um, and you know that's so I think, yeah I mean I, I was like at six months or at a year I'll I'll look at what my life is like alcohol free compared to what it was like in addiction and and just choose whichever one is serving me um so you know it was no contest <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and also I think you know find find your tribe like we so if you go to rehab studios we have a community page um and there you can find you know like this podcast and other podcasts and websites and groups um new york's a great place to get sober they even have like sober event companies now that plan like sober parties and sober raves like mm. find a core tribe of people who you can party sober with and then also you know will be there for you um, if you're going through cravings or, or difficult times emotionally. Um, yeah, having that you know, that social support and and those people who who show you how fun and beautiful and exciting sobriety can be are the best motivation. Yeah, I think just from listening to you today, Claire, you're probably going to convert so many people because every oh word that you so. said just sounds so much fun and so inspiring and so exciting completely the opposite of what we believe that it, you know to be true about sobriety it you know you are about as far removed from dull and boring as <laughs> this can be yeah, well I always think about because like I knew I had a drinking problem when I was like 18 19 but I was like I'm not gonna you know I don't want a boring life like yeah. I, I think about that and like God, I, you know, if I only knew. <laughs> I know, so. I know. Yeah, so everybody listening, then, you know, it's not dull, it's not boring. Claire mm -hmm. is an absolute testament to that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Claire, this has been so exciting. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you've got to rush off now. Um, but I'm so pleased that you came on. I just know that everybody's going to be so inspired by your story. And I really hope that you go and check out Claire's um, website, Rehab Studios. All the information is in the show notes. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Claire. Thank you so, so much, Gail. It's been so great to be here.